Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to The Altar Life. I'm Jeff, Brent is here, and we are off and running for another great episode, another great parable. The parable of the Good Samaritan. Tonight's episode is Won't You Be My Neighbor? And as Jeff said, the parable of the Good Samaritan, and we're excited to continue on our parable series. Jeff, it's been a good series so far, good being an understatement. Yes. Um, God's word is always great, and uh, we always... uh, are excited about what he's going to open up as we start the Altar Life episode again here uh, in our show. You know, we're always excited about what God's going to open up to us through his word. And um, it's so cool when we do this show, um, we kind of have a general idea where we're going, but God seems to always show up and um, bless our time here on the air. And, um, you know, we hope that that you're blessed. Yeah, I think that um, probably not enough preparation goes into this show, but God blesses it anyway you know everybody listens and they're like man they must like study for hours and just you know they must practice over and over again no totally god none of brent and jeff (laughs) no i'm just kidding but uh seriously what brent was saying is so true like we we know what the topic is and we kind of have a direction but god just takes the reins and says this is where i want it to go and by the end brent and i just look at each other like whoa that yeah. was awesome. Maybe it's just us. Maybe we're the only two that get rocked every week, week in, week out. But um, that's enough for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's cool. Tonight, you know, in Luke 10, you're the Good Samaritan. And, you know, Jesus responds to the Pharisees. He's one of Pharisees' questions with, you know, quoting Scripture, saying, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And, um, you know, that they, they said that to him. He says, yep, you've answered rightly. Do this and you will live. And they said, well, who's our neighbor? And then he tells his parable. So tonight, won't you be my neighbor is the topic, talking about how to be a good neighbor. Um, not just the uh, Mr. Rogers version. Um, we're not even sure if he was a good neighbor or not. It seemed like he was. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, people always stop by and. You know, we went to make believe land and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Um, tonight, this isn't make believe. <laughs> this is the real thing. And we're talking about the Good Samaritan tonight. And if uh, the, for those of you who aren't maybe studied up on what a Samaritan is, the Samaritans were a group of people who, uh, in one of the invasions of Israel, the you know they kind of began to intermarry and, and do things, and the Samaritans were. Jews who had intermarried with the Gentiles, so the Jews hated them. They're like, oh, those guys, Samaritans. And the Samaritans hated the Jews because the Jews hated them. So, when Jesus brings this up about the Samaritan, and if you've never heard the story before, or seen the flannel graph of, like, the guy laying on the side of the road, and, like, the guy, the the couple guys with their their Pope-like hats and clothes on, walking past with their noses turned up, and then the Good Samaritan comes along, takes care of him. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> you know, that it was such a, like, a slap in the face when Jesus tells this story. Like, hey, you guys are supposed to be the ones taking care of people. And, um, you know, they're, they're too busy trying to find loopholes for how to not be a neighbor to somebody. So Jesus kind of nips that in the bud right there. And, uh, you know, this Samaritan comes along. The story goes that the, a man goes down to Jericho gets beat up robbed and left for dead and then all these 
people who you think would help him out come by and they just turn a blind eye to him and that's what this next song is about it's called talk about jesus let's not just talk it let's walk it the altar life seeing isn't believing with Brent and jeff believing is seeing you know as we read the story tonight you know this a certain man went down from jerusalem to jericho and fell among the thieves stripped them of his clothes wounded him departed leaving him half dead He's only half dead, not, not all dead. Um, and by a certain chance, by chance, a certain priest came down the road. This is like one of those jokes, you know, where like there's the yeah, the priest, the, the rabbi. priest, the <laughs> rabbi. Yeah, it's like classic. There's the three guys, right? The first guy is the, you know, is the priest that comes comes down the road. He saw him. He passed by on the other side. <laughs> uh, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came looked and passed by on the other side. I want nothing to do with that. And a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. When he saw him, he had compassion, which is the key tonight. And so he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he departed. He took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. I got the guy's bill. Don't worry about it. And uh, so which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? Jesus' riddle. And obviously they're like, he who showed mercy. And he says, yes, go do and like, go and do likewise. It's crazy because, you know, we call this the parable of the Good Samaritan. We're doing it in the parable series. But he doesn't say, and he spoke a parable to them. Like it does sometimes other, you know, not that that means that it's a true story or or not, but it's just interesting to take notice of that because sometimes it'll say, and he spoke this parable to them and then he tells a story, you know, I wonder if this was a true story and maybe the guy who was asking him was one of the people that walked past, you know what I mean? And he's like, "Uh Oh, how did you know about that? (laughs) You know, burned. Um, I think it's interesting. It says the Levi, he came and he looked. The first guy just kind of was like, not even interested. The second guy's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, he's like a rubbernecker or, or whatever they call him. A, ga- a gaper delay. You know, he's like backing up the road here. <laughs> oh, what's going on over there? You know, there's an accident or something. People can't help but look. Um, but uh, I know some people like that. Yeah, the Samaritan. They're accidents. Yeah. <laughs> They're walking. <laughs> just disaster. can't help but look. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, you know, as we think about the story, we have to remember what Jesus was responding to, the question of, who is my neighbor? And, you know, right before that, they had quoted the verse that said, your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. So he's going to talk about loving your neighbor here. And, um, you know, the story, as we read it, you know, people looking at this guy who is half dead and um, beat up, naked, pretty embarrassed you know it's for this guy he's pretty embarrassed and he can't do anything about it i mean and he's hurting and he's out of it um who knows if he was unconscious or or what but um you know put yourself in that position what would you want for someone else who saw you (laughs) half dead on the road would you want help um would you just want to be oh that's nice and have the person walk by or oh i feel so bad for that guy and then you walk by what would you want someone to do um would you hope that a samaritan walked by i mean that would be the last person you'd want to see walk by in this context of the story as a jew and uh you know we're just talking about the good samaritan if you just tuned in tonight's episode won't you be my neighbor and um something that you know we can apply to our own life here 
in real real time you know the the church is famous for being you know they love this story because they're like oh the good samaritan you know that's great you know he came and he didn't have to help this guy and he was probably shunned by this guy but he still helped him you know we do this very thing that these priests and these levites do all the time because we don't want to get our hands dirty we don't want to get up in the mix you know people are, are hurting people are dying the lost you know the sinful maybe the the outcasts and we are so concerned about getting to where we need to go and we're so internal as christians a lot of the times where we completely ignore those that need our help even if it means getting dirty even if it means maybe i don't know being like jesus and fraternizing with maybe you know the the unlikely source or you know the unlikely crew or the the motley crew even (laughs) um you know it's it's a rebuke to me and and it should be to all of us that we are often too consumed with getting to where we need to go like this priest and this rab or this levite that we miss the guy that's dying on the side of the road and it takes sometimes an unbeliever or someone who is compromising to to actually show more love and more compassion than the church or than you know a righteous person and we need to take note not because we want to beat out the unrighteous that are helping you know what i mean but i think a lot of times the church gets caught up in itself and and forgets that we're here to help the lost world yeah i've I've actually met unbelievers who had a lot more compassion than believers i mean you know you're like i can't believe you're doing all that for that guy like and you don't even love jesus yeah (laughs) and uh meanwhile like you know, we're we're being challenged to throw a couple extra bucks toward some civilization who are dying and hurting. It's like, man, I don't know if I can spare the dollar or two. Like, what am I going to eat for lunch? You yeah. know, it's <laughs> it, it's just a it's a it's such an I don't know if it's an American mentality or what, but um, I'm guilty of it too. I am by no means saying that I've got this figured out. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call. And you're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Give until there's nothing left. Relying K, part two of a double play. Before that, you heard hope for every fallen man. And um, that's what this guy did. He gave until there was nothing left. He's like, hey, I'm going to take care of him. He takes care of him personally, by the way. Hangs out with him. Nurses him back to health. And then he leaves and says, here's my credit card. <laughs> yeah. If it goes over the limit, just run a tab, and I'll, I'll come back, back and I'll pay for it. You know, that's pretty pretty amazing. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of imagery in this. You know, the oil and the wine. We see those things in scripture a lot. And you think about the care that this man took, probably ripping his own clothes to bind up the wounds for this guy. And this guy's probably naked. I mean, he's naked. He's laying on the side of the road. He's embarrassed. He's humiliated. He's dying. He's out in the sun in the desert with open wounds. You know, that can't be pleasant. No. Because, you know, <laughs> it's probably dried. You know, he's probably scabbing up real fast. And it's probably just nasty. And this guy, you know, doesn't know him from Adam. And he comes along and just reaches out and totally... Uh, you know, I'm just thinking of all the times when I've seen somebody on the side of the road with, like, the shirt out the window. Like, their car's yeah. broken down. And I'm like, oh, running late. Gotta keep going. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, that is us. That's what we do. And... You know, it's not necessarily wrong. You know, it's not like we're judging you. You drove past a guy that was broken down. How dare you? It's not that type of a thing. But think about the inconvenience this guy put him through, himself through, for this person he didn't even know. 
it's a challenge and it's something that we need to think about more thinking about others it's interesting even in this culture like you almost don't want to stop because you don't know what you're getting yourself into and you know sometimes it's not safe like unfortunately we have people in the world that actually will fake death so that someone can help them and then they can mug them yeah and unfortunately that's the society we're in still to come on the altar life are you ready for love Audio Adrenaline. Are you ready for real emotion? Oh, Addison Rose. Hey, we'll get you every time. PFR. Need to breathe. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Our unbelievable segment this evening is none other than an unbelievably bad topic. Yes. And uh, we've all kind of been through it. At some point in our life, because no one has a perfect car. If you do, I want to know you, and I want to <laughs> take all your leftovers. Um, but is when you have is when you have car trouble, or specifically when you have those pesky things that happen, like the classic service engine soon light, <laughs> which is always a cryptic thing that says, yeah. "Oh, by the way, you should get your engine serviced <laughs> soon." Thank you. That's so informative. Yeah. <laughs> Be more specific, please. Um, do, do I have... How, what kind of time do I have? Like, is it a five-minute warning? Is it a, you know, just forget about it and get to it when you can kind of thing? Or? Yeah. And it's not often not the engine that's the problem when it says that. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, you're low on tire pressure. I'm like, well, why did that come on then? <laughs> or, oh, you needed spark plug. Well, that's not the engine itself. Come on. <laughs> I've wanted to actually dis- disconnect that myself. Like, find where the light wire is and just <laughs> clip it so that I just didn't hear, know anymore because the one in my car didn't mean anything yeah see I was just saying to Brent like right now the cars that I have the check engine light will come on and then it'll go off then it'll come on again but nothing ever happens with the car like every time I get it checked they're like uh, no, it's just so you know it kind of had a misfire but it's fine I'm like okay when I had my truck before I got married the check engine light would come on and you knew that within seconds that car would be shuddering violently and you'd be like trying to fight your way over into like the shoulder <laughs> and you're like oh my gosh and you see like the classic like herbie goes bananas like hubcaps rolling yeah <laughs> i mean the legs are like Rrr. i mean the, the legs the wheels are like all hydraulics up and down and then the tongue comes out of the grill <laughs> that's the, that was my life i had one month where my car broke down four times in one month whoa and it was like and you four to tell different it. things and they were all huge. It wasn't like, oh, well, this thing was disconnected or something like that. It was all like 200 or more dollars. Oh, man. So that's when I got rid of that truck. That Did you have a name for that car? Yeah. It, it had a dent in the side. And I named it Richard, Richard Dent, the <laughs> former Bears and Eagles defensive tackle. I named, that was the name of my truck, Richard Dent. Um, uh, it was a good truck. It was... It was all right. Oh, <laughs> but Jeff reminiscing about I have the worst about. luck with cars. <laughs> don't even get me. Oh, you already got me started, but don't even get me started on my car problems. There's been. I pro- think it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you had car problems right outside my house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there have been many 
instances just trying to interfere with the altar life. Probably spiritual warfare related, I would think. Yeah, I would think so too. <laughs> well, I think the one with my house was like something like you couldn't get the key in or out of the yeah. ignition. Like he wouldn't come in, wouldn't come out or go in any further. And I couldn't turn it. It was, it was stuck. stuck. <laughs> Who gets their key stuck? It was like the car just was like biting it really hard. And it wouldn't like, like, oh, like, it's like a dog. Now you don't. <laughs> That's what the car was saying. Now you don't. <laughs> Thanks a lot for tuning in. We're well into hour two now. The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff, episode You Won't You Be My Neighbor. Not You Won't You. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> Won't You Be My Neighbor, The Parable of the Good Samaritan. And we wanted to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. And don't forget, it's Alter with two A's, A L T A R. And um, you can send us an email at shoutout at thealterlife.com. Request a song. Let us know where you're listening from and um, if you like the show or not. If yeah. you don't like it, don't send us an email. But if you love it and you want to share it with everyone, then send us an email. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of people, you know, not everybody likes it. It's not for everybody. But those of you that love it, we want to hear from you. Yep. Shout out at thealterlife.com. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we actually um, recently got a, an encouraging email from a listener who basically was just like, you guys are great. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should be on 24-7. Yeah, I know, I know. Please, please. <laughs> no, but it was really nice, and we really appreciate any feedback. And, um, you know, it just helps us, you know, helps us, uh, helps us help you. Yep. And, uh to know when God is uh, is blessing, it's always a good thing to share that. And, you know, we were uh, getting back to our topic. We were talking about this Samaritan guy, you know, unlikely character to stop by and help this man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And uh, the Samaritan, you know, it says when he saw him, he had compassion. And I think that's an important thing because, um, you know, we're definitely not speaking to everyone to say, you know what, just go do stuff. You know, just just go help the guy, you know. <laughs> just go tell the guy what he needs to go do, you know. Like, <clears throat> you know, he had a compassion on this man. You know, there's so many of us in the church that, you know, we see the hurting, broken dude out there and we start criticizing him. Or we start, uh, what's wrong with you laying there? Like, it wasn't that bad. You're like, dude, I could have told you this was a dangerous road. Why did you go down? And you brought all right. your money bags with you? We bring the Holy We think we're the Holy Spirit all of a sudden. And we start shouting out all things that the guy should have done differently. See, yeah. I told you so. You should have dressed like a hobo so they didn't know you had any money on you. Come on. <laughs> what you thinking? Um, but no, I mean, this Samaritan, it's great because it says he had compassion. You know, he was moved with compassion, and he just wanted to serve the guy and help the guy. It was out of pure, out of a pure heart, and um, I think God brings that compassion. You know, I think that's one of the things that the Holy Spirit does too. You know, in those situations where the Holy Spirit's like, you know what, you need to go help that guy. You know, it's 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 not blind random acts, it's not random acts of kindness that we're talking about tonight. You know, you hear that a lot. You know, just do some random acts of kindness. It's like, okay, <laughs> what's that going to do? But it's like, no, you know, move when God says move. You know, if the Holy Spirit's prodding you to have compassion and to, to serve your neighbor, to serve your brother or sister, um, Jeff painted a great picture. You know, there's people in the church that are half dead, you know, wounded. You know, I just think of people who are just hurting, you know, wounded, um, just feeling like, you know, there's nothing left to to do in this world they're, they're at their end um, there's those people that we see and you know so often we're not letting the Holy Spirit you know work in our hearts to the point where we actually can be moved by compassion we're so 
calloused and hard-hearted to the world that we see this birdie and say, he's just another one in the world. He's just another half-dead guy on the side of the road. <laughs> Although, yeah. if I saw a half-dead guy on the side of the road, I would think that'd be odd because you don't yeah. see them every day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the point is, this Samaritan was moved with compassion. I believe the Lord, the Lord himself, you know, intervened here and gave the Samaritan a, an ounce of compassion toward this man. Um, and it wasn't just a random act of kindness. And we want to thank you again for tuning in tonight. We're really having a good time. I think this is like our seventh parable that we're doing already. I can't believe it. Yeah. And uh, tonight's parable is the Good Samaritan. Won't you be my neighbor? And uh, Brent was was talking about how we have these folks in the church that, you know, we don't want to get our hands dirty because, you know, we'll let them lead their walk with Christ and I got my own walk to worry about. And, you know, I, I'm guilty of this where I... I I'm so self-consumed with like, oh, I need to, how am I wrong with the Lord? How do I need to get myself together with the Lord more that I'm so ineffective because I don't recognize other people that need the gifts that I have or, or, you know, opportunities to minister and we just miss out, you know, whether we deliberately ignore like some of these guys did when they can't look and pass by on the other side or we're just so caught up and distracted that we don't recognize the opportunities that are right in front of us. We don't want to miss those opportunities because we can be Jesus to the lost world and to those believers that are hurting. And, you know, before this, he quotes that, you know, that very um, familiar passage that says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and love your neighbor like you love yourself. You know, and I think... What's what's a given there in that in that verse is that you love yourself, you know. And as Jeff was saying, sometimes our walks are all about us. It's all about our walk with God and how we are, and it, and it's it's very self centered. And um, in this passage, he's saying, be God centered, love God with everything you have. So first priority is love God with everything: your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. That's pretty much sums up all of your being. You know, and then, oh, by the way, you know how you love yourself? <laughs> love your neighbor like that. Whoa. So when, when do I have time to love myself? You know, like, <laughs> don't worry. You'll, your flesh will find time. <laughs> um, You'll be able to loosen up the schedule for that, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just something that just hit our hearts because this Samaritan could have been all about himself, just like the other two guys. You know, I have a place to go. I have somewhere to be. Man, if I... Dude, I'm, that's hours out of my life right there if I stop and help this guy. The Samaritan, like, took him with him, spent overnight taking care of him. I mean, it took a whole day. and said, I got to go somewhere, but here you go, innkeeper, and paid the resources to have him taken care of. Man, that was living that out of loving God with all his heart and out of the outflow of his love for God, loving his neighbor like he loved himself. Yeah, and I think that we, we can always find a way to justify our actions or our inaction and you know i'm sure these this priest this levite could think about you know all the things on their list of what they needed to do and why they couldn't stop and help that guy so you know sometimes we we will always find a way and and it'll always seem right to us to not get involved and it won't even be like a a feeling of guilt because we're so like you know not focused on others so it's going to take some effort and some work to get our minds off ourselves and Jesus knows that. That's why it says you you're, love your neighbor as yourself. All that love that you put towards yourself and all the things that you do, direct that towards your neighbor. 
And it's a life change. It's not just like overnight, like, okay, I'm going to think about my neighbors now. It's something that we really need to address and think about. Because like I said, you know, these guys probably didn't think twice. You know, this was just like, oh, I have other things I got to do. I can't, I can't get messed up with this. And uh, we're the same way. And we'll never think twice about it because we'll always be able to justify not doing, not getting involved. So it's something to think about. You're listening to The Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Stop Me Cold, Fighting Instinct. And um, my wife will attest to the fact that I'm just not a very nice person. Like, I don't <laughs> think about, I'm very self-centered and I don't really think about other people as my first reaction. Um, and, you know, I think it's something that God has at times really kind of spoken to me and convicted me on in my heart. Like, you know, why are you thinking about yourself so much? <laughs> like, look at all I've given you. You know, look at all the, the blessings that you have. And how come you're being so stingy in this situation? Um, and these Levites and priests, you know, they have had an opportunity to serve in God's house and um, the position that they had. And here's this Samaritan man, you know, with not a lot. And, uh, man, I really, I, I hope that tonight, if anything, that we're just challenged to ask God, what does this mean for me? You know, how can I be more compassionate um, and be less self-centered and to be more other-centered in my life? And I think it starts with loving the Lord your God with all your heart. And what, what does this come down to? Won't you be my neighbor? You know, it's a it's a funny title. It's a great topic. Good Samaritan. It's chock full of things for us to take with us. But how are we going to take it with us tonight? Those of you that are out there listening, Brent and I, as we sit here and just think about these things and what Jesus meant when he said them, you know, something that Brent said in the last segment really struck a chord with me. And it was... These guys were priests. These guys were Levites. They were working in the temple. This was their job. It was their job to be godly. And how many of us, we make it our job to look the part, to act the part, to know the Bible answers, to know how to pray for people. And what ends up happening is when we get into real life situation, we have no idea what to do because it's all up in our head. And, um, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees in Matthew 23, and this verse came to me, and he was talking about how they, they cared so much about the way people washed their hands and doing all this stuff, all this ritual, all this spiritual exercise, and he says, Woe to you, for you pay tithe of mint and an, an anise and cumin. Basically, you, you pay such careful attention to what you tithe that you go down even to the spices. Like, you have 10% of mint, so here, you give it to God, 10% of mint. But you've neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. And what he's saying is, and I love the way he words it because it doesn't let anybody get out scot-free. He's not saying, forget the tithing and, and doing the spiritual things and just have mercy, justice, faith. No, he says, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. It's not like pick one or the other. It's both. You know, it's, it's not rebuking the fact that they had such careful heed to the law, which is something we need to remember as Christians. Some people are like, I'm just going to serve in homeless shelters and stuff, but I can live however I want. You know, it's like, it's not like a weight scale that we live on when it comes to our, our salvation. But at the same time, spiritual exercise means nothing when we neglect justice, mercy, faith, those things that the Good Samaritan shows us, the story, getting involved in people's lives regardless of their situation, whether they're unbelievers or believers, 
putting ourselves aside in our own interests. You know, that's that's number one. Get our minds off ourselves and let's love. Like we were children, like the, <laughs> the last yeah. song said. And the heart of the matter, right, is the heart yeah. of the matter. It's it's <clears throat> you know, it's it comes down to as you said, just God what's the motivation of my heart? And you know all those people, those busybodies who are off doing stuff and forgot how to love. And we have a lot of people who love and don't do anything. So let's do both. Yeah. And until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Yeah.